and welcome back to Sports the Nemo Way. And we're here with our episode on Walt Frazier, who will be defended by Drew and Wade, back-to-back teammates here on two episodes. Um, the 6'4", 200-pound point guard who played his career for the New York Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, with career averages of 18, 6, and 6 on 49% shooting from the field. Um, he has, He's a Hall of Famer. He's a seven-time All-Star, uh, two-time NBA champion, six-time All-NBA. Um, <clears throat> so, Wade, Drew, who wants to go first and start your argument? You can start this one, Wade, since I started the last one. Okay. Um. Well, again, uh, a player at the very bottom of my list. He is actually number 10 on my point guard list, and I think 48 on my total list. So, a, a player that obviously I thought should be on the list, but, uh, you know, I've said numerous times on here, it's, it's easy to argue um, against players like this. I think there's a handful of guys that you can rotate in and out of at the end of the list. But uh, I, I just thought through, um, you know, two NBA championships, seven All-Stars, six All-NBAs, seven All-Defensive teams. Um, that's extremely impressive. Um, he played in the, in the 60s and 70s. Um, but unlike most players from that era, he was efficient. He didn't shoot 34% like some other players. He actually shot almost 50%. So I, I thought that was, uh, was very impressive. Um, he was an elite rebounder for a point guard. Averaged over five a game, I believe, which is uh, pretty impressive. Um, he was an elite defender. Um, and, and yeah, he, was, he had a couple clutch performances to help them win uh, their two uh, NBA titles. The Knicks, that is. And um, I just thought when debating between him and a few other guys from my last point guard spot, I went with him due to those things. I have Walt Frazier number eight on my list. I think with him accomplishing two titles, I think what really stood out to me was the seven all-defensive teams. You don't see that very often besides the very few people in the NBA. I think Wade touched on it earlier. He played in the 60s and 70s, so you can go after that. But I think he did a little bit more than some of the other point guards. He accomplished a lot of things. He also has no MVPs, but I, I'm really happy with his all-defensive selection. Most point guards don't have seven. Just a quick question for you mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Uh, I know the two titles. Was he the MVP of either title? I do not believe so. No, no it was... Um, Willis Reed got both of them. Yeah, Willis Reed Willis got, got both of them. Yeah. yeah. I, thought, well, I thought Willis got one of them. I couldn't remember whether he got yeah. the other one. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, is that your all, the end of your all's opening statement? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. done. All right. Well, I guess I'll just kick it back over to Ray, see what Ray's thoughts are here on Mr. Frazier. Um... Actually, I didn't have any research on him at all. I thought it was a whole different week, and I'm very unprepared. <laughs> <clears throat> but I was watching some game footage, and I must be like a total dunce because I didn't realize he was a point guard. <laughs> uh, he was shooting like you know, like maybe a, a small forward or power forward does. He took it to like quarter, corner, uh, or elbow jumpers, and it really kind of threw me off. So. I guess I'm just a big idiot. 
<laughs> but uh, you've got a pretty good shot. I'm pretty impressed. Um, and the uh, the seven all stars is good. The seven defense all defense really blow me away. Like like Drew said, nobody really gets that. Like only a select few really gets that prestige on that one. And all rookie and what he got a MVP of the league too. No, he didn't. Uh, it was an all star game MVP. All star game. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But uh, I mean he he looks pretty impressive. I don't have anything bad to say about him at all. So I mean. Good, good job putting that on your list. All right, thank you. <laughs> well, Uncle Doug, what do you got to say? Okay, well, um, one of the reasons I asked about the, the championship MVP, um, 70s final, um, the the famous Willis, Willis Reed hobble. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people, at least from my age, have seen that, saw Willis hobble out there. Truthfully, in that game seven, Willis, that was all bad all he did. Yeah. He played, he put up a couple of shots. He was the inspiration for the team. But I'll help you guys out a little here. Uh, Frazier put up 36 that mm-hmm. night with like 19 assists. He was like crazy good. Yeah. Talk about I showing really up. thought he was MVP of that series. I think yeah. I saw it when I was researching this. It was like 36, 17, 8, and 5 steals. It yeah. was like some ridiculous know. night. I mean, just he was, yeah. That, so that's why I asked that. So yeah, um, so I've watched Frazier play. He is good, um, but he all, he was on some really good teams too. The, the Knicks had some really good players: Willis Reed, uh, Dave DeBusher, Bill Bradley, uh, Earl the Pearl Monroe. Um, they ran some pretty good guys through there. A whole bunch were, of Hall of Famers. Yes, they they were some good teams. Jerry Lucas. Yeah. Um, so I looked up, you know me, I kind of like to look at the numbers. Um, uh, peaked out at like 23 points, seven rebounds, and had a season with eight assists. But for his career, his total points were like 133. His average points ranked 93rd. As far as rebounds, neither total or average makes the top 250. Uh, for assists, his assists were 66 all time. And then his average for assists is like 57. So he's really not hitting up there really high on any of that stuff. So I was kind of comparing him. My bottom two guys are Bob Cousy and Russell Westbrook. And when I got to comparing all the numbers, um, those two just came out a little higher for me. Uh, I did enjoy watching him play. And he had a lot of style. You know, he was something else. (laughs) I mean, the... The fur coats and the hats, oh, yeah. and he was never afraid to talk. But That's he, right. And after his career, he was an announcer for a right. long time. He, he was the perfect he, guy to have in New York. Is he, is he still announcing? I think he might. Still is he be. still doing it? I think he might be doing yeah. Nick Nick games. I think. He might still be. I he was on. He's been on. I mean, I've seen him for most of my whole life. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. New I York loved Walt Frazier. Oh, yeah. I have a I have a quick question for you, Uncle Doug. Yep. What What are him and Cusie's like? What are their stats? Like? Comparison wise, is that that's just curious. Okay, games. Um, Frazier was like eight twenty five. Cousy's nine twenty four. Minutes thirty seven and a half for Frazier, thirty five for Cousy. Uh, shooting percentage, Frazier's way better. Uh, like four ninety to Cousy's three seventy five. Um, assists, Frazier six one. Cousy seven point five. Okay. Uh, rebounds, 
Frazier was 5'9". Kuzi was 5'2". Oh, was better okay. than I thought he might be. Uh, of course, steals and blocks I can't give you because Kuzi's too old. Yeah. Well, but, he, uh, even Frazier's too old except for his last couple of years in the league. Yeah. Right. yeah. Then points, uh, Frazier was 18'9". Kuzi was 18'4". Okay. So um, pretty comparable. Yeah, I can't tell you turnovers on Kuzi. Um, Frazier was like 2.1. And neither one had a three-point percentage. Well, so, those are pretty close, I, though. I, yeah, pretty I comparable. Had, yes. Yeah, that was one of my arguments too, because Kuzi's one of my guys, right? Too. Um, I broke it down pretty good here. I feel like um, All Star appearances is thirteen to seven. All NBA's is twelve to six. Um, rings it's six to two. MVPs is one to zero. Um, Kuzi played before there was All Defense team, so there is he didn't have that to do. Um, although Frazier does have the impressive seven. Um, and then, like you just said, the stats, they both average 18. They both average five rebounds. Kuzi gets them by about a six and a half. Um, Walt Frazier whoops him in field goal percentage. Um, Kuzi gets them by a few percent at the free throw line. Um, and then, but their career numbers, Kuzi outscores them and out assists them. And Frazier has 44 more rebounds than um, Frazier. Or, hmm. but then Kuzi, sorry. Wow. Okay, well, I have Bob Cousy on my list. So I don't, <laughs> I don't really have anything. To I was just curious. I didn't know how comparable they were. So, sure, yeah. Really, they're pretty close. It kind of comes there. down to like Alex was saying, a few of the extra things. Right. Their their statistics are super similar. They are. But then the hardware, when you compare hardware, it's not even close. Oh, yeah. Cousy's double, on the doubles and triples them and everything. Yeah. So Cousy's on the most dominant team ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And they both played with a lot of Hall of Famers. I like still play with yeah, a lot yeah. of really good players. Yeah. Is that, is that wrap yours up, Uncle? Yep, Dave? that pretty much covers me. All right. Well, I got my stuff over here. Um, I have one big question about Walt Frazier, which boils down to two smaller topics for me. And my big question is, could Walt Frazier play in other areas of basketball? And my two subcategories of that was, Frazier, a 6'4", 200-pound post player who played with a shooting guard in Earl Monroe who was even smaller. Um, so essentially if you, you know, he would be the, I guess the two guard when somebody was guarding him. Um, so could he play against other guards of size and strength of other eras, um, and length, um, and shoot and just his offense was based on shooting 12 and eight, 12 to 18 foot turnaround jumpers. Um, the second thing is. Frazier is playing his career, putting up consistent numbers, very consistent numbers, playing, 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 playing. And then the merger happens, and his career nosedives. Just um, it's, it's kind of uh, un- unnerving to see what how it happened, um, which maybe the two things don't have anything to do with each other. Um, it just, like I said in the past episode, it's very coincidental if not um but i i believe the thing that 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 the merger brought was quick athletic guards um like john lucas norm nixon gus williams kevin porter johnny davis and tiny nate archibald came into the nba around that same time um and fraser faded quickly with no injury um and was completely out of the league at 34 years old. Um, 
on my point guard list, I had Bob Cousy, like we've already covered, so I'm not going to go back over that. But my other guy is uh, Gary Payton, which I mentioned off air is a similar player to Frazier. Um, they're both considered one of the greatest defensive guards of all time. Um, and uh, both physical, imposing point guards. Um, so just uh, I just went over the, their careers a little bit to uh, um, look at what I was looking at when I made my decision. Um, with Peyton, there. Uh, sorry, I'm really having problems here. My printer really messed up my sheet, and I'm having problems reading. Uh, oh, Peyton uh, clipped Frazier in All Star appearances nine to seven. And in all NBAs, nine to six. Um, he has two more all defenses, nine to seven. Um, Frazier has the two rings to Peyton's one ring. And uh, Peyton has a Defensive Player of the Year award, although Frazier played before the Defensive Player of the Year award was given out. Um, so that's their hardware matchup. And then statistically, Frazier is 18 to 16 on the points per game. Um, and five to three on the rebounds per game. They both average six assists a game for their career. Um, Frazier wins the field goal percentage, forty-nine to forty-six, but that's based that's purely because of the three-point line, because Peyton shoots over fifty percent from two-point range for his career. Um, so if you, I mean, because he shot three point three, he shot from three, it lowered his field goal percentage slightly. Um, um, as far as totals go. Peyton wins in a landslide in points and assists and beats him by about 400 rebounds. The biggest difference in their career, really, is that Frazier plays on a team full of Hall of Famers and Gary Payton didn't. So that was my big comparison there outside of Kuzi. Um, well, I have Gary Payton on my list as well. So the one thing with Gary Payton's title is he was sitting on the bench. The bench. The bench with the Heat when Shaq and D-Wade won that. I mean, I, when I looked up Gary Payton for the list, I said title. I said he lost to Michael. I had to actually look up and see where he won it at. So I was like, okay, that's where his title came from. But yeah, he hey, was the backup point guard behind uh, Jason Williams? Jason Might have been. Might yeah. Been. Yeah, I didn't realize Peyton got a title. But hey, you said that, I'm like, what? But yeah, titles are titles. I'm not going to take it away from him. I'll yeah, take it away from all, him. All, all titles are not created equal. I, and I've said that a bunch of times. I'm not trying to say they are. Uh, and um, Peyton had three finals appearances. Um, he did lose to Michael. Yeah. He also lost to Detroit with the Lakers, and then he won one with the Heat at the end. Um, yeah. So. I just want to, I just want to point that out. I have Gary Payne on my list, so nothing against him. Yeah. Truthfully, I thought he retired after the failed Lakers thing with him and Carmelo. Yeah. Oh, he played that was two ridiculous. more years after that. Oh, yeah, it was in 2005 when they won. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're talking about the all-time greatest players. Do we do we count a backup point guard championship? I mean, I think it, I think it counts as a championship, but it doesn't count the same. As, it's not like he's the best player on a championship. No, team. but neither was Walt Frazier. I mean, he yeah. was starting. He was, he was he was yeah, he was closer. He was a starting. Walt Frazier when Rose was out there. He showed up in Game Seven. I don't know. We don't have to focus on that. I yeah. personally don't think it counts as anything, but that's not that's not that important to be honest. But um, I lost. The championship made me lose my train of thought. Um, <laughs> oh, um, you can, well, you both compared him to to, to Kuzi, and 
I agree with a lot of what you said. But as far as uh, translating, I personally kept Bob Cousy off my list because I don't think he translates at all to anything. I know. Um, I think Walt Frazier could be, he could play in other eras. I don't know if he'd be dominant, but I think he could at least play. I don't think Bob Cousy can at all, personally. That's my opinion. I don't know how everyone else feels about Bob Cousy translating. I think Bob Cousy translating is the biggest knock against him. Um, but I've said in past episodes that um, in order to for you to be considered from that era, you either have to put up ridiculous stats or you have to win a lot. And Definitely he falls won. into one of those categories. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Like I said, it's, a, it's the most winningest team ever. He, he definitely won. I mean, um, obviously, again, he's not Bill Russell or Michael Jordan, you know, the best player on those teams. But six championships is a lot. And mm-hmm. he also has an MVP award. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like having Cousy at the bottom of your list, I don't have any problem with it. I mean, he won six championships as one of the best players. That's extremely impressive, no matter what area you're in. Like I said, you were splitting hairs at the end of the list. I mean, right, yeah, I think this is another one of those conversations where we're at the end of our list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think personally, Walt Frazier could play in other eras. He was big, athletic, great on defense could get to the basket, um, you know. And as far as him uh, retiring at 34, that was common back then. People didn't play 15, 20 years like they do now. They, they would play 10, 12 years. And that was not found another job that paid him more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Triple the salary. It was very common back then. You know, he probably had a lot of opportunities to do stuff. I mean, honest to God, I have no idea about the other career opportunities or whether or not they paid him as a player or an announcer. I don't feel like they paid him more to announce the games than to, than to play, but they also got rid of him before that. They traded him to Cleveland, and the, fr- and the franchise and the fandom had turned on Walt pretty heavily before this. Um, I mean, I just read about this. I didn't live through it like you did, old Doug. Um, but they were talking about how the fans and everything had turned on Walt because Reed and DeBusher retired and then Walt had zero success after they left. So, um, you know, and they, and then they shipped him to Cleveland um, and he played his last couple of years in Cleveland. But what, what bothered me more was the influx of athletes and his career just fell apart. That's what bothered what, me more. What year was the merger? 76. 76, 77, somewhere in yeah. there. And then yeah. he retired, like, what, a year after? He retired in 70... Well, he, he played a couple of games. He played three games in 79. Yeah, okay. But, I yeah, mean, his last real season... Well, his last real season is 77, 78. Okay. Yeah. So the merger happened. He's near near the end of his career, and the merger probably hurts him on top of it. The, well, mer- the merger yeah. happened when he was 30 years old. 30? Literally, back then, that was a career. Sure. Ten years was considered a decent amount of time, and back then, any sort of little injury fucked you over for the rest of your career because there was no medical. Um, I can't think of the right word. No medical advancements. Yes, yes, yes correct. I, I agree, and I'm not saying my argument is foolproof because it's not. It's based on some assumptions. It's clear, but it was. Hey, I'm averaging 19 and almost seven and six. On forty-eight percent shooting, and and eighty-two percent from the line, 
And then all of a sudden these new players come and it's like, I take a step back and then all of a sudden my career just (laughs) is gone. And it's like, it's, I mean, again, maybe it was, who knows? Maybe he got a huge Coke problem. I don't know. I'm, I have no idea why this happened. I'm just saying it because the merger happened the exact same time. And these, these point guards flooded into the league. It just made me, it just made me think that maybe that had something to do with it. Uh, because his game was not based on quickness and athletic, but he was just physical and backed guys down and got to his spot and shot his turnaround jumper. Yeah. I mean, and on defense, that's was his calling card was his physicality because he was bigger than so many other point guards and stronger, which wouldn't be the case today or in um, most areas after that. I mean, a six-four point guard is still decent size. I, I mean, mean, he's still decent. Oh yeah, he's, he's still pretty. Size. But pretty in all big. reality, if that if you took that Knicks team and put them today, he wouldn't even be the point guard. He, I mean, he may play the point guard, um, but the two guards would guard him because his six-two, one hundred and eighty-pound shooting guard would be guarded <laughs> by the point guard, probably. Yeah, right. And, and some of that stuff is is due to that's literally how they played basketball back then. You didn't learn to shoot. A lot of guys didn't shoot back then. That was a, a rare that was like a Jerry West thing and a I'm forgetting to go players. But I mean that's how a lot of players played back then. Basketball has advanced a ton in the past fifty years. I mean three point line changed things. There I was mean, an advantage to shooting farther out. Yeah. You yes. know. And then we talked in past episodes with like Dolph Shays and maybe Arzen Horizon or the hell his name is. Arizen. <laughs> well like a generation before Walt Frazier people didn't quite figure out how to even properly shoot a jump shot. And then you know the game advances every generation. <clears throat> people learning different ways to play, more effective ways to play. And the effective thing to do back then, especially for him, because of the size, um, <clears throat> the size compared to other point guards, was to get them in the paint. Um, so I mean, yeah. And to Walt's credit, he stepped up when they needed him, like like the game seven, obviously. Reed was out. He stepped up. I honestly thought he had a Finals MVP before I looked at it. I did, it. too. Oh, I thought he won one. Maybe I did just, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure he had a really good NBA Finals that I read about or saw in a video on YouTube where he tore it up, but I, I guess they gave it to Willis Reed yeah, anyway. Willis has both. Yeah. Well, the, the thing with, again, Frazier and the, the franchise and them kind of turning on him, um, without Reed and DeBusher, again, if you don't replace those guys, and in New York, you start oh, losing. Especially, in, yeah, New York. <laughs> yeah. They're going to crucify you. Yeah. And uh, especially when you're someone as popular and as outgoing as he was and well-known in the public, it made him an easy target. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we, we brought this up in the, I think it was Joe Dumars. Yeah. Joe Dumars? Yeah, because, you know, they had their little two championships and then everyone left oh, and he was right. left by himself. And he put up similar stats, but they won like 25 games a year. Right. So, he, you yeah. know. That's yeah. Well, yeah, I think the other thing that really hurts Frazier is, I mean, I brought up his nosedive, but that also caused his career numbers to be very unimpressive. Um, he's way down, way way down list. I, mean, I think Uncle Doug touched on the exact where he is in some of these right. lists, but um, he's way down on the totals list. Like I said earlier, Peyton wipes the floor on him with totals. But, it's, yeah. but he also played, like, 500 more games. Yeah, because yeah, um, Walt only played, like, 825. 
Right, which is on the, which is very on the low end for guys with all time greats that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's more than some of the current guys that are still in the middle of their careers. You know, like we talked about Kawhi is only like at five hundred. I don't think we talked about how many Harden had or Westbrook, but um, that's eight hundred games is not a ton. I mean, it's not something we could be like, well, eight hundred games is nothing. I mean, it's still a decent amount, but he really hurt himself on the totals because of his yeah. Quick demise, I guess. Well, you mentioned Westbrook. Westbrook's already played over 900. Oh, Say Harden's at 875. Yeah. So. We got to think those guys have played more than Harden's at 875. Frazier's at 8 something. 825. I mean, yeah. Harden play, has played 11 seasons or 12 seasons. Right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's Frazier's career right there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, that's just a different time. And, you know, I mean, I brought this up in past episodes, but it really irritates me when we get an incomplete picture of this stuff. Like, there's no threes. There's no steals and blocks for half his career. There's no turnovers for almost his entire career. His last three seasons, which two of which don't even really count. He played a total of 15 games the last two years. I think the, you know, the one that really hurts him is is his steals because even you, they don't count him in his prime of his career. And even at the end, he still gets two a game. Yeah. So in his prime, he's getting more. And so he might be high on the per-game steals list. So he's got seven all these things, so probably, yeah. Yes, probably about four or five steals at that more, and maybe you know being uh being the running for defensive player of the year award if it yeah, existed. Yeah, I mean, this again, we don't know, but this is you know stuff you got to think about for the time period at least. Does, yeah. does anyone else have anyone besides Kuzi and and Peyton as their last couple? Just well, for- I do believe number ten on your your. Uh, Mine was Isaiah Thomas and Mark Jackson. Oh, I mean, I have Isaiah Thomas a lot higher. I think we all have Isaiah Thomas on our list. It's just where at, but he's higher on the rest of ours. And my last two were Westbrook and Kuzi. My last two were Gary Payton and Steve Nash. Oh, Nashy boo. You really have him that low? I have my opinion on old Nash. <laughs> we all have Nash, but he's much lower on Drews. I think I have him at six or seven, but I mean... I'm not mad or going to argue with anything you guys have said. I mean, it's number 10. <laughs> it's okay. We've, yeah. They're well, all. I don't have a problem with him being on there because I like watching him play. I mean, he was considered it one was of the. a little bit of a different comment. Yeah. I mean, in, in my opinion, it was. He was considered. Maybe not the best. In, in the conversation of the best point guard in the league for uh, the prime of his career, he was in the conversation. For, for a certain generation of the NBA. Um, he has titles, the all-defensive teams, the all-NBA teams. I just I thought it was impressive. Um, I thought I translated better than QZ, personally. But uh, that's what stuck out to me. The Gary Payton, is, he's probably number 11 for me. Um, I almost put Payton on the list. I debated with, with him and him and Walt Frazier, but the, the championships was probably the, the tilt for me, personally. But I don't. There's nothing wrong with having Gary Payton on your list, I don't think. You're damn right. There's nothing wrong with having yeah, Gary Payton on your list. <laughs> well, three of us have Gary Payton on our list, so in case people are wondering, that episode will come shortly. Glove. And Walt Frazier was a dominant defensive player like Gary Payton, so it's both their calling cards, I'd say, probably. And Walt might have even got a little more all defensive. But I think, uh, if you look up, and I, I don't have this in front of me, I apologize. 
Earl Monroe was also a major defensive point guard at the mm. time. And the Knicks picked him up partway through Walt's career because they were kind of counterparts or rivals of each other. Mm. And they're both on the same team then. And they said the Knicks had an amazing backcourt with those two both being two of the best point guard defenders. Well, chances are the league's not going to put them both on the all team when they're on the yeah. same team. Yeah, that's true. So well, maybe there's some stuff there. I don't know. I have no idea. You may be 100% right. I don't know. I just looked up Earl Monroe, and he has zero all-defensive teams. Oh, so well, I, I, I thought he had more than that. Hmm. I thought he had some. Sorry. He's yeah. a four-time All-Star, um, one-time All-NBA, and a Rookie of the Year. I, I kind of thought he'd have more, more accolades than that. He was considered a Phenomenal player back in the day. Great scorer. Was he the one they called Black Jesus? I believe so. Yeah. It's supposed to be, you know, phenomenal scorer. Yes. And, yeah. Pearl the Pearl, Black Jesus, Black Magic, Einstein, The Lord's Prayer, Thomas Edison, <laughs> Magic Man. So he had every nickname. Yeah, he had, he had them all. I mean, to be, I mean, those, if you take into consideration the era that they played in, that's one of the, maybe the better championship teams or dynasties, whatever you want to call it, probably assembled. They, they, were, great, they were great a great team with well, Walton, Monroe. and My question is, and this is a question more suited for Uncle Doug than anybody else sitting here, is why didn't they win more? If I put five or six Hall of Famers in the same team, why did they only come on with two? I mean, I know the, think, uh, the Celtics won two during the, during the 70s. The, the Lakers won one, won one. The Lakers the won one. I think that Willis Reed was a good center, but I believe Willis is about six nine. And he brought in guys like, of course, Chamberlain, who was bigger. He played at the same time. Jabbar. Jabbar, of course, was in there. Bill Walton. And well, Bill Walton was a little later, but then what was we're talking about with the merger? You brought in guys like Artis Gilmore, who played with the Bulls. This was a really good center. And there were a couple more big seven foot guys that came in. And I think Willis Reed started breaking down. Yeah, and you put those seven footers in there, it's a lot harder for some of those guys to get their mid range shot off, like Walt was known for. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that kept them down some. I also think I could be wrong on this, but I also think they were a little spread out age wise, as far as some of them were in their primes at different moments. I believe Reed was done after seventy four. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I thought in '70, like I said, he yeah. was hobbled and hurt. Well, I think, I think that began a string. Weren't Lucas and DeBusher older on the older side than than Frazier and stuff too? I I want to say I'm not oh. sure about Lucas. I think maybe DeBusher might. So I don't I don't know if they were all necessarily in their primes at the same exact time, but I'm not I'm not sure. I thought they were a little spread out. But. Um, DeBusher was retired the same year as Reed. Okay, so yeah. This is kind of crazy. This is DeBusher's stat line his final year in the NBA. 18, 10, and 3. Mm. And retired, huh? Yeah, and retired after that season. <laughs> Maybe he got an IBM job. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't remember what happened to DeBusher. I can't remember if, how old Lucas was either. I don't remember if he was older. I think he was an older player, I thought. Bill Bradley played through 77. Well, that's close. Yeah. To, that's close to fine. Yeah. Is he is he Hall of Famer? He's not Hall of Famer, is he? Yes, he is. Really? That's I did not know that. Bill Bradley is Hall of Famer. Who else did you ask about? I'm sorry. Lucas. I thought he was older, but again, which 
watch Lucas and we're looking for? Is it Jerry? Jerry. Jerry Lucas? Yeah. yeah. Jerry and John. I was getting confused. Um, he played, he retired the same season as as Reed and DeBusher. Oh, so in 74, they all bailed. Okay. So did so. something go on there? Or is that, I don't know. Does anyone else feel that kind of weird how all three of them just kind of. Well, I'm going to say they couldn't get along with Frazier and they all left. <laughs> <laughs> The James Harden of the seventies, I guess. Why did you not help us? That conversation's over. It's fine. I will say this: Reed and Lucas, they were definitely on the downside of their career when they oh, when yeah. they retired. I mean, Lucas was his last season was average six points, five rebounds, um, and they had Reed at eleven point six rebounds in his last year. Right. So, um, so their primes weren't quite matched up at the same time as. I don't know about a couple of other guys like Monroe and Monroe played longer than Frazier. Okay, so yeah. they're they're about the same then. But yeah. Hmm. Well, all right. But yeah. that's a lot of Hall of Famers, man. It is. It really yeah. is. Like we just went and looked up more Hall of Famers in various starting spots on this team. <laughs> but the the teams that did that also won in that era were, you know, Jabbar and Oscar. Right. Um, those the Celtics, you know. At the end of their the Lakers, the Lakers with Chamberlain, Chamberlain, West, all those guys. So those are some of the other. Even though they might have had a, another Hall of Famer or two, the players we're listing are, are like the elite of the elite on like on our list. Like Chamberlain, Jabbar, Oscar, Jerry West, all top two, three, maybe four. You know who else is on our list who won a championship during this time? Rick Barry. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he didn't have near the talent the other teams did. No. And we'll be discussing very soon. Doesn't he come up in the next few episodes? I believe he is two episodes from now. I think we have Mikhail and then Barry. I think that's our next two episodes. Transition to the three? Yeah, Mikhail is our first three person. Oh, all right. Then Barry. So Mikhail and Barry, the next two episodes. So this is our last two-person defense. I'm going to go into three-person defense on the next Sweet. episode. Oh, I'm I'm looking forward to Mikhail. Oh, I am too. I'm waiting I've, for Uncle Doug. I'm waiting. I am. No way. I'm waiting for that side of the room. No way. Wait. <laughs> I got something good. Okay. <laughs> All right. With a little splatter of Drew. Me and Raiders going to watch. Oh, yeah. So it's got to be, it just falls on me again, huh? I just want to watch you and Uncle Doug battle it out. I got my. There's very strong feelings on both sides there. I got my two cents to put in that. Yeah. I'll throw something in Drew for you to battle him. I have a two page opening statement. <laughs> 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 Do you really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Never mind. Ray yeah, might steal the show. Wade's just going to sit in the corner. <laughs> I'm a little tease for the upcoming episodes here, guys. Stay yeah. tuned, everyone. <laughs> well, yeah. to be completely honest, I don't think we're really arguing too much about Walt Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, not really. We seem fairly content on Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's not like I, I dislike Walt. Like Ray said earlier, I don't have negative things to say about him. It's not like I was trying to beat him up or say, it's not like, you know, he's he's clearly a Hall of Famer. He deserves to be in the Hall. Right. You know, he's a, he was a really good point guard for, you know, a decade or whatever. And, um, he uh, he has some very redeemable qualities. His defense, you know, and to shoot forty nine percent from the field, being from 
primarily a jump shooter is impressive. In that era, like we were just talking about, yeah. Kuzi shooting like 36%. Was yeah. it 30? Yeah. Yeah. That's like 13% higher. <laughs> that's that's pretty. That was one of the things that stuck out to me, the 49% in that era. That's, that's pretty shocking. Yeah. And not being seven foot tall. Well, uh, do we want to give our closing statements on Fraser then? Sure. Let's do it. Um, Ray, you got something for us? Um, I think everything's really been said. Um, great career. Can you translate to other errors? Maybe. As a bench player. But, I mean, for the era that he played in, he was, you know, really great, phenomenal. Um, maybe later on in his career, it just didn't work out because there was a certain style in the NBA that didn't translate to the ABA players. But, I mean, you can't deny what he put up before all the murder and stuff happened. Uh, I mean, Walt Frazier, what else can you say? <laughs> there you go. I liked Walt. Um, he was in consideration. Uh, my other two bottom guys just had some extra stuff pushed him over the top. But, again, I think this is just one of those discussions where we're talking about guys at the bottom of our list. Um Guys that we like, guys that were good players. Somebody just values some one little thing more than somebody else. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly where Frazier came in on my point guard list. I don't think he was 11, but I think he was shortly thereafter, 12 or 13, somewhere in there. He was in definite consideration. I mean, I am a guy that values titles, so his two titles do stand out to me. Um, but um, like I said earlier, one of my guys that I have that Wade didn't have – I guess Drew does have, um, you know, had six titles. So, I mean, that was uh, a big thing there. Um, and, and like I said earlier, Peyton and Frazier are similar players. I just gave Peyton the slight edge. I don't knock either one of them for having Frazier. I think he is an all-time great. He just fell slightly outside my top 50. Um, I mean, we don't have to repeat everything we've all been saying, but pretty much in comparison to Kuzi and Peyton, much seems almost almost everyone compared them to including me um i chose him over koozie due to i don't think koozie translates at all in, in any other era i think fraser could at least play in in some other eras um and then with gary payton the titles he got two titles i don't count gary payton's backup title um and that that's pretty much what my comparison is as far as those two and that's why I, uh I gave him the nod for number 10. Um, Walt made my list. Um, his seven all defense, I thought that was very impressive. Most people. Remember that next week? Oh, Lord. Don't even, I got something else for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not saying it because I, I can't remember. I've been waiting. But anyway, that's my thing. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Drew. Yeah. Totally draw a blank now, huh? I really oh, do. okay. I, okay. I, I remember now. I think, like Wade said, I think he could play in other eras, not dominate, but I think he could do it, translate to other eras. With his 49% shooting, he may have probably go down a little bit, but I think he could translate. Like, uh, he could be like Frank Nilakina or something. Don't know who that is, but I think a little bit better than old Frank. He's a, he's a backup point guard for the Knicks who's a defensive guy. I mean, yeah, and he could. <laughs> Sure, go for it. I just went with the Knicks. Yeah. It's the same franchise. I just, but yeah, I think, I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that leads us to the end.
the trivia section of the trivia. episode. All right. Who has it? Who I has got it. it. I got right, it. Let's go, Drew. It's a two-part question. Oh, boy. Yeah, both oh, parts. Man. Well, if it's I have to come up with multiple draft scenarios, I quit. It's not about the draft. Oh, okay. Who has the most all-defense selections and how many? So who has the most all-time all-defensive selections? Yeah. And then how many? Wow, I don't. I do not know. This is going to be another guess because I don't know the answer for sure. Mm. All right, I got a guess. Oh. Do we have to get both right to get a point? Yes, sir. Oh, crap. All right. All right. I got a guess. Y'all ready? Yep. All right. I got Rodman with nine. I got Matumbo with nine. I said Elijah one with 15. Okay. I said Jabbar with 15. <laughs> well, you got the 15 part right, oh. but it's Tim Duncan. Oh. oh. Did not know that. And Kobe's second with 12. Wow. I would not have guessed. I mean, he was a good defender in his prime, but I wouldn't have guessed him with that many. Tim freaking Duncan. I can uh, see it, though. He was uh, a good defender his entire career. Yeah, I mean, he was. Even at the end, when he wasn't scoring that much, he was still a really good yeah. shot blocker and stuff. That's why I was still... I didn't, but I'm not going to lie, Tim Duncan didn't even cross my mind. I thought Jabbar and Elijah won. That's who came to my mind. I went straight to Rodman. Honestly, I was like, this guy's Rodman. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, uh, so no points there. Anybody else got a question ready? Yep, I do. Let's go, Ray. All right. Uh, which team did Wilt Chamberlain play on before his time with the Philadelphia Warriors in the 58-59 season? So is this an NBA team or no? Well, you have to tell me that. Philadelphia. You said the Warriors. Well, Uncle Doug knows it. God damn it. Yeah, as soon as you win, you can't see what I'm doing, but it's me writing down as soon as Ray gets done with the question. No, I think I know it. Okay. Okay, my question was to know if we were trying to name an NBA team, but I think I know what the answer is. Okay. Does everyone else have theirs? All right, let's go. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Go ahead and turn it okay. down. Right? All right. The Globetrotters. Globetrotters. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't put the Globetrotters. Yeah, I didn't put the I went there but for a year between Kansas right. and yep. the other pros, yeah. The Globetrotters is the correct answer. I can go, I guess. All right. I'm going to keep my theme going here. In Milwaukee Bucks history. ever <laughs> Celtics or Lakers or, you know, Knicks, teams we know. Like the Charlotte Hornets. Because everything's Jabbar, Magic, Bird, and Russell. I know. <laughs> and anyway, in the Milwaukee Bucks history, who has the assist record? All-time assist record. Mine's a guess, but I think it's an educated guess. Yeah, I got a guess. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh my goodness. There's no, like, glaring point guard or anything I can think of. Like, you know, all-time great or something. It's clearly John Stockton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. why did Jazz do the Jazz this whole time? Yeah. I try to find interesting ones you got to think about. <laughs> He's trying to keep our numbers down. Yeah, he wants to yeah. keep his lead. Yeah. I mean, that's just an added benefit. Ray, let's hurry. I got to pee. I got to pee as well. 
Okay. Who we got? Who we got? I got Pressy. I got Sidney Moncrief. Yeah. Oscar Robertson. I put Ray Allen. It's Pressy. Thank oh, you. good job, Alex. Moncrief was second, and oh. the Greek Freak is third. Already? Already. Wow, way to go, Giannis. Jabbar is eighth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's left? Who's next? You and me? You want me to go? Yeah, go for it. Okay, well, we were talking about Walt Frazier tonight. Uh, Walt was, I believe, born in Atlanta. Was most of his career in New York. Where did Walt graduate from college or play college ball? I don't know. I'm assuming he graduated. I have no idea. I have not the slightest clue. Oh. So I have to guess one of like the 4,000 colleges across the United States? Clover Stockton College. <laughs> All right. Who would have heard about that? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's John Wood. <laughs> I was thinking QE myself. Great day to be a hawk. All right. Can't read what I wrote, but I can tell you. All right, I got my guess. One second. Okay, I'm ready. All right. I got Georgia Tech. I just put Georgia. I put Georgia Tech as well. That's by North Carolina. SIU. Southern Illinois. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's what caught my eye. That's why I put it down. Oh, I didn't know that. Hey. All right. Well, that's a good question. All right. Well, I guess that leaves it to me. Who is currently leading the NBA in steals per game? Uh, currently in steals? This season, obviously not career or anything. Screw it. Write something down. Not a lot of flashing pins after this question. No. Everybody got it? No. I have a guess. That's not a got it. <laughs> All right. All right, I got it. All right, let's see him. But Chris Paul. Aaron Fox. Kawhi. Paul George. The correct answer is Jimmy Butler. Ah! Ooh. He's Jimmy. With 2.1, not a ridiculously high steals per game average. I mean, not that it's bad, but I just mean. Well, I mean, they don't play defense anymore, so I can kind of be high. All right. Well, that wraps up our trivia section. And the scores are now as follows. Ray with 13. Alex with 23. Drew and Doug both with 26. And Wade with 30. Um, Doug got one closer to Wade, but the lead is still the same uh, overall. Um, I cut into... Drew and Doug's lead over me a little bit. And uh, that'll wrap up this week. Um, Tune in next week for our Kevin McHale episode. The the, uh, Laker guys will hate on Kevin McHale next week. And uh, thanks for listening to Sports the Nemo Way.